This Saturday, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus proposed another parable to the crowds. The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a man who sowed good seed in his field. While everyone was asleep, his enemy came and sowed weeds all through the wheat, and then went off. When the crop grew and bore fruit, the weeds appeared as well. The slaves of the householder came to him and said, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where have the weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. His slaves said to him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? He replied, No. If you pull up the weeds, you might uproot the wheat along with them. Let them grow together until harvest. Then at harvest time, I will say to the harvesters, First collect the weeds and tie them in bundles for burning, but gather the wheat into my barn. The Gospel of the Lord. During the week, we meditated on and were enlightened by the Sunday Gospel. We convinced ourselves of the necessity to rest in Jesus in order to be true disciples. St. John Bosco used to say, We will rest in heaven. It's true. We'll find complete and eternal rest when our time comes to leave this earth to be with Jesus, Mary, the saints, and our beloved. However, in the meantime, we must learn how to come to a halt, how to not be slaves of activism because it makes the apostolate lose its charm. The intimate union with Jesus is created when we let ourselves be found by Him in the silence of prayer. This Saturday, let us try to do something similar by summarizing what we've been saying over the last few days. On Monday, we said that the sign of our faith is the resurrection of Jesus, and this is something we can't prove scientifically. We must prove it and experience it in our lives. How could Jesus not have resurrected? Look around you. See everything that has happened in your life. See if you could perceive God's presence in the so many moments that he manifested himself to you in different ways. If you close yourself off, you'll never perceive Jesus. If you seek scientific proof, you'll never find him either. Rather, seek proof of the heart. Seek experiences of faith, examples of conversions around you. Look at the lives of saints. Look at the whole church in her admirable propagation, at the Eucharist, at the sacraments, and so much that we receive thanks to her. On Tuesday, we mentioned that Jesus somehow distinguishes, discriminates, don't be frightened by the word discriminate, so fashionable today and so terribly misused. Jesus doesn't discriminate because he's evil. Jesus makes a distinction. The crowd isn't the same as his disciples. For Jesus, we're all brothers and sisters. It doesn't mean that he rejects others. However, some behave as siblings and others don't. Not all those who were close to him were doing his father's will, except his disciples, those he clearly points out, and of course, his mother. Not all those who are close to Jesus today fulfill the will of the Father. Not all of us who say we're Christians fulfill the will of God the Father. No. In fact, we often behave as anti-witnesses, as tares too. It doesn't mean that we're wicked, 
but we don't always fulfill the will of the Father, then we could say that Jesus makes that distinction. This is not to scare you, but to invite you to something else, to invite all of us to be brothers and sisters, to become family, not because of a distant blood tie, but because of our attitudes, to become family because of what we do, because we want to live this way, as he teaches us. On Wednesday, by speaking to us in parables, Jesus taught us a lesson without giving it directly. He does it his way. He teaches us that reality is not defined by one sentence, by only one parable. Instead, it is defined by many phrases and many parables. One can come a little closer to the truth, but we can never fully grasp it. By speaking to us about the kingdom of God in parables, Jesus teaches us to be humble, to understand little by little. And at the same time, he lets us know that we will never understand everything. Do you understand? When we want to grasp the truth, when we believe that we know everything about God, about our faith, about our spiritual life, about what happens to us because we know a few phrases, that's when we really know very little. On Thursday, we celebrated the Feast of St. Mary Magdalene. And we commented that what matters is that the story of Mary Magdalene reminds us of a fundamental truth in our faith. Which one, you may ask? Christ's disciples are weak, and don't become saints overnight. We're chosen to be saints, but not because we already are. The disciples, you and I, are on the way, following him. And only a true follower of Jesus has a true experience of human weakness, of sin, of the need we have to be saved. This woman was a sinner, according to the gospel, but she was humble enough to ask for help and to be healed by Jesus himself. She ended up following him closely until the end, until the Calvary. She was the first one to look for the Lord in the tomb, thinking that she'd find him dead, as any of us would have thought as well. She was the one who found the big surprise that the tomb was empty, in that instant, she was called by him, without her knowing that it was him. Mary ran to seek the Lord in a place of death. However, she also raised her head when he called her. Mary let Jesus speak to her heart and call her by name. As simple as it may seem, Mary's encounter with Jesus is a great catechism of what it means to meet with our Savior in a world that doesn't help us recognize him. Because of our sadness and closed-mindedness, because we're surrounded by death and injustice. On Friday, we admitted that the lack of fruit is mainly due to our weakness, our fickleness, our sins, our bad decisions. We must stop seeking ghosts everywhere. There are weeds and there will always be. The worries of this life will never leave us. The wealth of this world that takes on different colors will always attract us. But those are not the biggest issues. In the end, we are always the ones who define whether our heartlands are fertile soil. We are the ones who can prevent the evil one from quickly taking away what God has sown. We are the ones who must try to let the things of God take root in our hearts by having a profound understanding, by being constant and sedulous. We are the ones who can avoid letting ourselves be attracted by the so many superficialities of this world, which makes us believe that life is easy, effortless. We are the ones who must strive for goodness, for kindness, and the ones who must remain steadfast in our effort to listen and struggle. 
May we have a good day, and may the blessing of our merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain forever.